back to the anime summit newscast it is march 19th 2021 and y'all it was in the 50s today probably gonna be in the 50s for the next week and i think it's just gonna go up from there and i am ready to grill that is grilling weather for me i'm gonna grill me some ribs or something i don't know what is your favorite thing to grill when it's grill time let me know let me know and i will try and grill it because I want to know what y'all like to grill. Uh, that was a random tangent about grilling. And if you have any grilling tips, I would love it. Because I don't grill often. So I would love to learn how to grill better. That being said, how are y'all doing? I can't wait for springtime. It's like the first official, uh, uh, official, I said official, official spring is like, actually, it's like today, right? Because you're listening to this on Saturday. Yeah. It's like the first official day of spring, I'm pretty sure. Official. I don't even know what that means because time is, you know, whatever. But seriously. Anyway, I don't. I have a lot of anime news. I have so much. A lot of reminders and a lot of new show hype that we haven't heard about before. And a lot of video game news in the beginning, but not as much as anime, dude. A lot of anime news. First of all, though, before we get started, um, <clears throat> I want to dedicate this to Yasuo Otsuka, who passed away at 89 years old. Uh, he was a Studio Ghibli producer uh, and dire- animation director. He worked on Lupin the Third, Future Boy Conan, Prince of the Sun. I also want to dedicate it to Minako Shiba. Um, she is best known for her character designs in Noir, Black Butler, Hikaru no Go, and Subasa Reservoir Chronicle. Um, she designed characters for Dot Hack Sign. Uh, Red Data Girl, Tagami Bachi, Phantom Requiem for a Phantom. Like, all of those, like, hot pretty boy stuff that we love. Like, yeah, she passed away on Tuesday. She was also an animator, too. So, also Masahiro Anzai. He was 66 years old. He was a voice actor. He was in Yurusa Yatsura, Slayers, Creamy Mommy, Sailor Moon bunch of stuff all these legends man they're they're passing away uh don't know from what oh acute heart failure um but yeah i guess he also did the the voice of nelson in the simpsons uh i don't know if that's like the japanese version of the simpsons or probably right do they have japanese dub for the simpsons he did nelson i guess uh so yeah it's crazy so this is dedicated to those three all right, here we go. I got to tell y'all, the Turtle Beach Gen 600, Stealth 600 Gen 2 wireless headsets came out. If you've never used a Turtle Beach headset, they are pretty sick. Um, and they're only $100. Uh, I mean, there's lots out there for like $80, you know, $200. But for $100, Turtle Beach ones are pretty good. You know, I think you can get Gen 1 ones now for like you know, 50 bucks, 60 bucks. And even those will last you a long time. And, you know, the, the mouthpiece is decent on them for gaming, you know. Um, you know, obviously I wouldn't use them for podcasting or whatever, but like for streaming 
or you know voice comms on video games they're just they're they're really nice i i think they're they're sweet and they they fucking cover the fuck out of your ears like they're really sweet so you should cop hundred dollars ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cent all right uh sonic the hedgehog 2 sequel film begins production uh film director jeff fowler announced on his twitter account on monday that production has officially begun on sonic the hedgehog 2 sequel from the film the first film sonic the hedgehog he posted an image of the director's chair with the logo of the film um obviously we're gonna see tales you know much like following how the game came out you know sonic the hedgehog and then sonic the hedgehog 2 will introduce tales and the two on the logo um the c has like sonic's quills and then the two on the logo has two tails coming out the, the bottom of it which is super cool and i just i'm very excited and i hope we get to see more jim carrey james marsden you know he, he james marsden is kind of weird right like he did a bunch of um he did x-men and like uh some other serious roles like straw the remake of straw dogs and you know everything like that and then here he is in kind of like this uh family comedy you know based on a video game and he does really well in it and i I really like his character and love it he's just kind of like this goofy guy who wants to do good and i don't know he's kind of a yutz but it's really funny i don't know i man i love the movie like i'm gonna get it on blu-ray honestly we should do a watch party if you want to do a watch party it's not the hedgehog we should it's on hulu right now Xbox Indie Showcase set for March 26th. On March 26th, there's going to be a live stream Xbox Indie Showcase. They're going to showcase Second Extinction, Void Train, Stalker 2, The Ascent, XO1, and The Wild at Heart. Uh, the Wild at Heart looks super sick, by the way. Um, but I don't have an X-Boner. So, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, let's see. Here's a cool article I found. Gaming News Roundup Top 5 Stories You Might Have Missed. The new uh, Life is Strange trailer, True Colors, debuted. Um, a bunch of layoffs at Activision Blizzard. Reports state that close to 190 Activision Blizzard employees have been laid off. I feel like once every like three to four months, I've been seeing an article or something saying that somebody at Activision Blizzard or whatever just getting laid off. And uh, I'm just going to read this really quick so you, maybe we can get an idea. In an interview with Activision Blizzard President of Sports and Entertainment, Tony Patetti, he confirmed that the divisions impacted the most have to do with both the Overwatch and Call of Duty leagues. According to Patetti, this is part of a larger shift regarding how the company tackles its event-centered business and is part of the strategy to become less dependent on this social gathering type. While this doesn't mean that live events will be going away completely, the pandemic has dramatically altered the face of esports over the past year. Not just Blizzard-related competitive scenes either. Esports as a whole has seen a dramatic pivot away from flashy on-stage events due to safety concerns. Um, and this is a quote. We learned a lot last year in terms of how leagues can be structured for online play and will look to carry forward the best practices from that, said the president during the interview. In terms of timing, it's a reaction to the realities of how the leagues are playing and what resources we need to allocate to serve best the league, owners, teams, and fans. Oh, that's rough, dude. That's rough. That's rough. The pandemic is... Oh, man. Xbox and the Rock team team up for a new energy drink promotion and mini-fridge giveaway. That's actually really cool. 
I like this mini fridge. This new energy drink called Zoa. Um, Zoa energy drinks for a healthier alternative to getting that brain spark back. Uh, I might have to try these. Zero sugar uh, energy drinks and the Rocks energy drinks. Um, Fortnite Season 6, nobody cares. EA Play joins <laughs> Xbox Game Pass on PC. Uh, there you go. So, yeah. Yeah, man, the pandemic has, has, has boned a lot of people, and it sucks, and I hope... I hope we can all recover from it. Obviously, like with online play and uh, tournaments, like we just saw um, Capcom Pro Tour do their last few tournaments, big tournaments online, and it worked. You know, they had they had the players set up a webcam, um, you know, to put their faces on the screen, and yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Is the Snyder Cut of Justice League good? Um, I have heard from pretty much everybody who watched it that it's really amazing and obviously everybody who's who has seen it or taken the time to watch it you know is a little more forgiving of the four hour length movie because we all know that it's a special cut a special director's cut um you know and every time we get a director's cut it most likely adds time to the film um sometimes it shortens it but most of the time we see it adds you know, things that were taken out or whatever. In this case, it was very special because, you know, Zack Snyder had done a lot and then he left the production and then they put on, you know, Joss Whedon. So um, I think it's pretty funny also that this is the movie that everyone loved. The The Snyder Cut is the, is the version of the movie that everyone loves, obviously. And the Joss Whedon version was the not-as-good version and now Joss Whedon is, you know, in the shits because he was an asshole. So I think it's really funny. I think it's like it's like perfect timing, and I, I'm glad that everyone is enjoying it. And obviously, you know, everyone comments on the timeline. You know, it's four hours, but you know, uh, I think I've heard some people will take a break in the middle of it, and you know, some people did just run through it. You know, I imagine it's like doing a marathon of Lord of the Rings, kind of. You know, if you watch the 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 first, you know, the original three Lord of the Rings. I assume it's some somewhat like that, except maybe just watching the first two. You know, it's a fucking four-hour movie, but yeah. Uh, you know, I would say take a break in between. Make sure you can pause it to go pee and take a poop. You know, Nick has to poop like ten times a day, so. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster comes in May on PlayStation Switch and PC. If you've never played a Shin Megami Tensei game, Get out of my face and go play one. Payday 3 release set for 2023 with new publishing deal. 18-month post-launch support planned. Very cool. I'm excited for Payday 3. I've never played Payday 1, but I've played Payday 2. Very cool games. Very fun. Uh, Gotham Knights game delayed to 2022. <laughs> Originally slated to launch this year, Warner Brothers Games Montreal has confirmed that the Gotham Knights game is delayed until next year. In the announcement, the studio offered up a small statement surrounding the season or the reason behind the pushback. Um, we are giving the game more time to oh, hold on a second. This didn't load. Here we go. More time to deliver the best possible experience for players. Thank you to our amazing fans for your tremendous support of Gotham Knights. We look forward to showcasing more of the game in the coming months. And here's the thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna fucking say it is y'all can get pissed at that. Like, y'all can get pissed that things are getting delayed and whatever. Um, and 
it's funny too because like I, I also see a lot of people say things like I would rather have a decent product and wait longer than have a rush product, you know? But then those same people will see that it gets delayed again for some reason and then get mad. And that is the reason, that is one of the big reasons why I think Cyberpunk did really bad. Um, it, it, you gotta you pick one or the other, okay? And honestly, I'm the same way. You know, you can do the shitty first draft if you want, um, but for games, that just doesn't work. That just doesn't work. If, if we're talking about, like, you know, building a website, maybe a painting or, you know, a design or doing something that can you can easily change, um, you know, the shitty first draft is fine. You know, get it out there, get it started so people know you're there. That's totally fine. With video games, you cannot do that, especially not with these video games that are coming out nowadays. You just can't do it, all right? So don't fucking do it. And I hope uh, Guilty Gear Strive also, they just announced, I think I, I might have mentioned that on the last newscast. If I didn't, I'm sorry. But they, they, they came out and said, we feel that we need to spend more time because of all the feedback we got from the beta. It's important that we put out a decent product. Hell yeah, that's what we want. We want a decent product. We're going to buy the game. We're going to spend money. We want you to do your best with the money we give you, you know? I mean, I feel the same way about when I do design work for clients. They tell me, Sam, uh, how much for a logo? And I tell them, you know, a million dollars, whatever. And then they're like, what if I need revisions, you know, two months down the road? Like I need to, I want to put like a little Santa hat on my logo for a Christmas time or something. Free, no problem. I'll take care of you because, you, you, you know what I mean? You got to take care of your people, man. You got to take care of your people. And I think that when you when you do things like this, when you delay a game to make it better, that's that's only good news. That's never bad news. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just patient. I'm an impatient person, but you know, I know how to be patient for good stuff. Animal Crossing New Horizons Nature Day event, what to expect. Dude, this is really cool. Okay, I just saw this this I just saw this today. I didn't know this was a thing. Um which is funny because they just came out with the update yesterday. You know, we now you can do the Sanrio Amiibo stuff, and we got the 50 new slots for the customization. Um, so here's the thing. There's this new thing called Nature Day. Nature Day in the real world doesn't kick off until April 22nd. Nintendo starts off the environmentally focused celebration at the beginning of next month. In a recent tweet, Nintendo of America says that April 5th is a day for planting trees and caring for our forest called Sigmogul. In South Korea... So I probably pronounced that wrong. I'm sorry. Um, in South Korea, Sing Mogul is to commemorate the day island owners can plant uh, forsythia on their islands between April 1st and April 10th. From April 15th to April 22, players can order an exclusive Nature Day-inspired cool globe from Nook Shopping as a way to show their support for the environment. Um, so, yeah, there's we're getting a new tree to plant, and um, uh, you can get this really cool globe. So it's not anything super crazy, you know, but like that's just kind of cool that Animal Crossing is the kind of game where you can put stuff in the game to kind of showcase your island in a way where, hey, I'm showing support for this thing. You know, that's really sweet because, you know, now we have DreamX code so you can go to anyone's island, you know, and you can go to someone's island and know that they're LGBTQ. You can go to someone's island and know they like Super Mario. You can go to someone's island and know they like Hello Kitty. It's really cool, you know, like you can you can come to my island and know that I like 
you know, blood and witchy stuff, you can go to Trisha's Island and know that she likes nature and witchy stuff, you know, and, and shit like that. It's really fucking cool. And that's what I appreciate about Animal Crossing. That's why it's such a great game. Uh, I probably should have had this one earlier. Sonic the Hedgehog 30th anniversary comic announced by IDW. Yo, let me tell you something. If you've never read Sonic comics before, they are fucking amazing. The Archieverse uh, comics are really cool with like Sally the Squirrel and all them. The Archie comics of Sonic are amazing. And IDW comics are always just really cool. And the artwork looks amazing. I'm excited for that. So I really want to get back into comics. Noxie's been kind of... Uh, um you know, Noxie and Project Manga have been kind of getting me back into it. So, hey, if you want to hear an AO episode with Noxie on Western Comics, let me know because I would love to do one. And maybe Noxie can give me comic therapy because I need to get I want to get back into comics. Obviously, I think Trisha is like getting annoyed that I keep buying manga. But at the same time, she likes to like see how cool my shelf looks. And I'm trying to get her to read Witch Hat Atelier. So um, if you could just go on the discord and tag her and say read witch hat that would be great thank you um sony interactive entertainment partners with esports venture rts to acquire evo sony interactive entertainment has announced that it along with upstart company rts has acquired the evolution championship series rts is a new venture from esports league company endeavor and the joint purchase brings the biggest annual fighting game tournament under sony's umbrella so what's changing? Exactly plans haven't been announced yet, but the statement Sony gave in their blog post states that it aims to use its resources to help elevate Evo, Evo's global status like never before. According to the official press release, the event will be jointly overseen by SIE and uh, RTS going forward. However, the exact terms of the, this partnership, such as how much money was paid to purchase Evo and what the partner ownership split actually is, are not disclosed due to contractual reasons. I don't know, man. We'll see. Um, you know, after all the the crazy shit that came out about Evo last year, we'll see. So Evo 2021 is scheduled to take place on August 6th through 8th and August 13th through 15th using an online format. The announced lineup of games so far are Street Fighter V, Championship Edition, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, Tekken 7, and Guilty Gear Strive with more titles to come. So uh, let's see. Let's see. We'll see what happens. It's going to be crazy. Square Enix unveils Project Athea PS5 PC games title as Forspoken. Um, I think this is some of like that teaser artwork that we got a while ago. Square Enix announced during its Square Enix Presents livestream on Thursday that its previously Project Athea game will be titled Forspoken. Yeah, dude, this looks really cool. I thought this was going to be another kind of Final Fantasy thing, but then I remembered that when they announced like this artwork thing, um, it was going to be like a whole new franchise or venture or something. The game centers on Frey as she uses magical powers to survive. Sony had previously stated that the game would debut in January 2022. So we'll see. I don't know. It looks very cool, though. The trailer's out if you want to take a look. It's called Forspoken. Tomb Raider 25th Anniversary, man. Holy crap. Pokemon 25, Mario 35, Zelda 35, and Tomb Raider 25. Woo! During the Square Enix Presents showcase, new info surrounding the Tomb Raider reboot trilogy was announced in the form of the definitive Survivor trilogy because who doesn't want to celebrate Lara Croft? I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. Triangle Boobs McGee is what I call her. JK. Uh, but no, like, that's really cool. I'm really, I'm very excited. A bundle with all three of Lara Croft's latest adventures, the definitive Survival trilogy, 
delves into Lara's very first expedition aboard the Endurance ship to the mythical island of Yamatai. This is followed by The Rise of the Tomb Raider, which builds up upon 2013's origin story and chronicles the events that led to Lara Croft's Tomb Raider moniker. Um, I still haven't played those Tomb Raider games. I have the first one on Steam. Maybe I should play it. I heard it's really fun. I'm going to play it. I haven't played a game like that in a long time. I got it for $5 because I think Rise of the Tomb Raider was coming out. Um, like, I thought they had just came out, so they were celebrating it on Steam by, like, selling the old one for five or seven bucks. I think I got it for, like, five, seven bucks. But, yeah, I should play it. I should play it. I haven't played a game like that in a while, so it'll be fun. Um, Marvel's Avengers announces Black Panther expansion for later this year. We are going to Wakanda, ladies and gents, and thembleys. It's going to be sick. The trailer looks super dope. And, uh, you know, hashtag Wakanda forever, all right? Um... That game looks really fun. If anyone's ever played that, let me know. Has anyone played Marvel's Avengers yet? Let me know. Okay, so this is really fucking funny. Okay, so I have a couple more things, and then I have a big opinion piece at the end here about NFTs, but this is hilarious. Animal Crossing Horror Short, Don't Peek, being adapted to a full length. <laughs> okay. Don't Peek is a short horror film that was released on YouTube last year about a woman who encounters a malevolent spirit within the Animal Crossing New Horizons. Before you immediately declare this idea as dumb, I'd encourage you to give the short a chance. It's actually kind of creepy. So much so that the concept is now being adapted into a full-fledged film. Yeah, I didn't know this was a thing until today, but apparently it was like an official selection at the South by Southwest 2021 Film Festival. And it's about this girl playing Animal Crossing, and... It, it, there's like this spirits like haunting her as she's playing it and apparently the spirit is from the game or some shit I don't fucking know but apparently it's getting adapted to a full length film and that's pretty hilarious so yeah it's called Don't Peek just go to YouTube and type in Don't Peek Animal Crossing and it'll come up uh, dude so you guys remember Sony's play at home initiative that started in, during the pandemic um, they're still going play at home 2021 and on March 25th 10 titles will be available for PS Plus members, okay? So that's Abzu, Enter the Gungeon, Res... Wait, hold on a second. Let's see. March 25th is when the Play at Home celebration kicks it up a notch with 10 free titles to enjoy. Yes, okay. So uh, if you have PlayStation Plus, right? Click on March. Freebie, or is this just because? I don't even know, but I'll have to check on March 25th. But on March 25th, Abzu, Enter the Gungeon, Res Infinite, Subnautica, The Witness, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Moss, Thumper, and Paper Beast. So there you go. That is pretty sick. Moss looks really fun. Enter the Gungeon's a really fun game. Uh, Absu is really cool too. I already have Absu from a previous uh, giveaway. But yeah, wild stuff, man. If if you get a chance, check those out. March twenty fifth. Okay. Okay. So here's my last thing on non-anime news before we get into anime news, all right? What are NFTs and what is their impact on the gaming industry? So if you don't know it, and if you haven't heard about these yet, um, I first heard about these from my brother who happens to purchase them. Um, an NFT is something called a non-fungible token. Uh, fungible is a very funny word. I think it's hilarious. And it makes me want to call everything a fungible. I'll even call you a fungible. You mother fungible. Anyway. Uh, it's 
essentially it's a unique digitally authenticated item that lives on the blockchain. Certifying the associated assets uniqueness and ownership, they are non-fungible because like unlike Bitcoin's dollars, Ether, or other currencies, they cannot be traded in like terms. None of them are the same and they are all unique. In gaming terms, think of it as a limited print run trading card where you're whole where you'd hold a verified number one of ten cards ever printed. Digital collectibles. Um Celebrity first tweets, gifts of special acts like basketball dunks and works of art are going for sums in the millions as the wealthy seek to acquire this new form of permanent, authentic ownership in a world where anyone can download a song, a print, or tweet with a simple click of a button. But hey, this is this way they're real, authentic, and verified. So yeah, it's it's pretty stupid. It's <laughs> it's like a thing, a piece of artwork or gif on the fucking internet that is quote-unquote authenticated and you pay fucking money for it and it somehow holds value and you can make like a dapper account or something and buy these and you can also trade and sell them and uh it's (laughs) it's really weird because like there were these basketball ones these nba ones coming out and my brother made me like log in to his account because he wasn't home he, he called me on discord and was like hey can you log in my account and get in line for these like you have to get in fucking line in a digital line and then like by the time i had logged in i was like it's not letting me like it, it's like it's there they took it down because it took down the website and he was like damn it <laughs> like, and i looked at some of the cards in his account he's got some in there that are worth like 300 dollars, and i'm like jesus like he paid you know however much for a pack i don't know how much a pack costs and then pulled some of these that were like three hundred dollars and i think my brother is doing it because of the hilarity of it like he knows that people are gonna be suckers and buy that much for them so he's kind of trying to cash in on it at the same time i i think my brother's also kind of falling for it (laughs) like i mean i don't think uh i don't know i mean my brother doesn't really care about basketball. You know what I mean? So um, he's kind of, I think he's just buying them just because he wants to make money. You know, um, I don't think, yeah, I mean, my brother's not really big on, he's not, he doesn't hate basketball, but he's not really a big, you know, he's not a big fan of it. He doesn't really care. So he had like the Steph Curry one that he was selling for like 230 some dollars. And I thought that was hilarious. I was like, you got to be kidding me. This is not even something like, a lot of people could like look like come up to me and say, "Oh well, Sam, you just spent you know however many dollars on Digimon cards or Pokemon cards or whatever." Or you could look at Nick and say, "Why did you pay this much for a Magic card?" Because those things have value in a sense of like multiple different ways. Like, like I always I was explaining this to Trisha the other day. Like, there's different values for different things you buy. If you're buying clothes, right, it has functional value. Depending on what that piece of clothing is, it has uh, happiness value. Um, and depending on how long that, that piece of clothing lasts or how much you wear it, it has longevity value. You know, when you buy a first edition Charizard, seat, you know, uh, PSA graded at a nine, you're getting collectible value, investment value. And probably happiness value, right? Because it brings you happiness to have something so cool in your collection. And, 
you know, resell value. You know, it, it that's how I value things. Me personally, that's how I kind of look at things. And for me personally, and I'm not saying this is like this is the rule for everyone. You don't have to you can buy whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. But for me personally, like if I go to the store and I want um you know, uh, I want to get a slice of cheesecake from the little bakery. I'm paying $3 or $4 for this little slice of cheesecake. You know why? Because it's happiness value. It's food. So sustenance value. And it's a treat. It's got, you know, it's a little treat for me. It's a sweet value. You know, it's going to, and a happiness value. It's going to bring me happiness. You know what I mean? That's worth the 3 $4 for me. Buying Digimon cards, like all these trial decks and stuff like that that I'm buying, um, it has collectible value. It has happiness value because I love Digimon. Um, do I really care about the resale or financial value of them? Not really. I wanted them because I love Digimon, and that was enough for me. You know what I mean? These NFT things, these fung- fungible fungus, whatever the fuck it is, is literally a computer file. It is a digital file. That is quote unquote authenticated. That's like. That's like going into a sex shop and paying $30 for a 30 minute DVD when I can watch that 30 minutes on the Internet somewhere. Okay, When it's different from OnlyFans because OnlyFans, you could pay $10 and get endless content for a month, you know, these stupid DVDs that they got in these these shops or whatever, they're like 30 minutes long and they charge you $30, $40 for it for something that you can literally find on the internet or torrent or whatever, even, even, or even for free on the internet. You know, some of these, some of these, these porn companies be posting them for free on Pornhub or whatever, you know, it's exactly like that. Why the fuck am I going to pay $30 for a pack of five non-fungible tokens that are essentially digital files of things I can find a review on the internet for free. So stupid. So dumb. And if, I mean, look, you can spend your money on whatever the fuck you want. Okay, this is all my opinion. If my opinion is based in ignorance, please tell me, you know, please educate me. But I'm just telling you, if you want to support art or gift making or technology or whatever, then just go and support that person. Like, you know what I mean? So like the Steph Curry thing, right? The Steph Curry card or whatever the fuck it was. Why not just go buy Steph Curry merch? That supports him. Like if I had a piece of artwork, like one of my pieces of art, I don't know, I don't know how this would happen. Or I don't know how I can make it happen. I don't really care. Um, if I like, oh, here's a non-fungible token of Sam's painting of this n- naked dude with a big penis. How about you just buy my print of it? Support me directly. Huh? How about you just say, Sam, let me get a print of that. I'll pay you $20 for a print of that big dick thing. Cool. cool. Sweet. Slip me a 20. Slip me a 20. If you want to support the people on these non-fungible fudge cookies or whatever the fuck they're called, just go support the person directly. You know? So stupid. Authenticated digital verified GIF or picture or tweet of a celebrity tweet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So stupid. Anyway, that's my rant. Elon Musk, shut up. If you're listening to my podcast, turn it off. I don't want you listening to my podcast. Uh, Anyway, there's all the (laughs) non-anime news.
<laughs> There's all the anime news. Uh, let me take a break right quick. I'm going to go uh, see if I can hire Smokey again because I'm sure he's outside wandering the streets. And I'll be right back. Boom. Check that out for Kaylinks.animesummit.net. You can find all the pertinent links right there. Um, Patreon.com slash Summit. Become a patron today. Give a Smokey his wings. He will fly to your house and bake you cookies. I don't know what kind of cookies. Probably the gross kind. But that's okay. We love a puff. We love the puff Smokies. Um, honestly, if you're a patron right now, I really appreciate it. Um, because um, I'm buying new parts for my computer right now. Um, I got I got a mic arm for, for me and Nick. Um, Danny got um, some other things for getting ready to twitch stream and things like that um where she's yeah it's really amazing so your support to help us do better and make more content for you you know that's what we want you know and we really appreciate it so we love you guys very much so thank you and for those of you who are not patrons who just continue to listen every week and continue to support every week we love you thank you so much we only hope that this again can get bigger we're gonna get more merch we got some updates coming up and I just really appreciate all your support and all the love you guys give us. I love you guys very much. So thank you. Um, Healing Good Precure Films, first two minutes streamed. For those you Precure fans out there, there's a new movie coming out uh, called Healing Ega uh, Healing Good Precure Yume no Machi de Kun uh, Totogogo. Toy Animation's 18th film in the franchise. So there you go. Um... Excuse me. Uh, Junji Ito uh, Kisaku Shu Horror Manga Collection gets new anime project. The wraparound jacket band on Junji Ito's Genkai Chitai Disturbing Zone manga volume is revealing on Monday that the author's Ito Junji Kisaku Shu, the Masterworks Collection manga collection, is getting a new anime project. So that is very fucking cool. Um... The the Junji Ito collection anime that came out uh, a couple years ago was twelve episodes. It also adapted stories from the Kisaku Shu collection. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, Tomi or Tomie is is coming out on that. I think um, I didn't watch much of the Junji Ito collection. Um, I heard it was kind of like okay. You know that I, I think people thought that it was going to be more animated or, you know, it was going to be more, more than it was. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I didn't watch much of it. I, I kind of seemed like it kind of just made me want to read the manga. I don't know. Um, I'm actually going to save that towards the end just because I think it's kind of a big deal. Funimation to stream blue reflection ray anime. So there you go. It's going to come on in Funimation. We kept talking about this last three weeks, so I'm going to move on, but yeah. Um, Let's hold on. Let me move this. Sorry, I'm moving things around. Sorry, my bad. Demon Slayer film wins Japan Academy Film Prizes Animation of the Year. Yeah, fucking bitch. That's right. Mugen Train anime won the Animation of the Year award at the 44th annual Japan Academy Film Prizes. The other nominees were Violet Evergarden the movie, Popel of Chimney Town, Stand by Me, Doraemon Two, and Jose the Tiger and the Fish. So there you go. Speaking of Demon Slayer, the movie Mugen Train opens in North American theaters on April 23rd. That's fucking right, bro. Let's fucking go. 
I'm so excited. I don't know if I'm going to go to the theater to watch it, honestly. Um, we'll see. I, I'm still kind of hesitant to go to the theaters right now. But uh, Aniplex of America and Funimation announced on Tuesday that the Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, the movie The Mugen Train, anime will open in theaters in the U.S. and Canada on April 23rd, including in 4DX and on IMAX screens. The film will screen in Japanese with English subtitles, as well as with an English dub. Tickets will go on sale starting on April 9th at Funimation's website. The film will then go on sale digitally on June 22nd on Apple TV, Microsoft Store, Vudu, Google Play, PlayStation Store, and Amazon. Pre-orders will begin on April 26th on Apple TV, Microsoft Store, and PlayStation Store. Very cool. I'm very excited. Uh, life. This is a spring reminder, I believe. This is coming out. Uh, wait a second. Wait a minute. Hold on a sec. Let me look up. Let me look this up. This is the one about the 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 kids TV show guy. Oh yeah. So this is coming out. Uh, spring. I think spring or fall. I can't tell. I think it's spring. Uh, Uramichi Onisan. The manga centers on a 31-year-old man named Uramichi Omota, who has two sides to his personality. He appears as the young man in charge of physical exercises in the educational program Maman Together. Although he has a fresh and upbeat demeanor on the show, he is actually a bit emotionally unstable and reveals that he has less than sunny parts of his life for young adults. Um, yeah. Uh, that is going to be... I think that's going to be spring. I can't... It doesn't say it. I can't fucking see where it says Da, 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 da. Oh, oh no, July, so summer. There we go. They had production issues, so it got delayed from spring to summer. Uh, Suzuko Mimori performs ending theme for Odd Taxi anime. This anime looks fucking sick because it's just a bunch of animal face Johnsons. Uh, the official Twitter account for Suzuko Mimori revealed on Friday that the she will perform the ending theme song, to sh- song Sugarless Kiss for the original anime Odd Taxi. Uh, the story follows Kodogawa, an eccentric, reticent 41-year-old taxi driver who has no relatives and does not much to have to do with others. He does have conversations with his customers, including a college student who wants to go viral, a nurse hiding a secret, an unsuccessful comedian, a street rough, and an up-and-coming idol. These conversations lead him to a girl who has disappeared. Um, yeah, this, he's like a fucking walrus. He's a walrus face Johnson. And there's a bunch of other characters who are also... Face Johnson's. So, yeah, there you go. I'm standing on a million lives. Season 2 anime comes out. Uh, we're getting a sequel to this. I'm not sure when. Uh, when did it? Oh, they finished October premiere. I didn't finish this anime. Kind of want to. I don't know. It's getting a second season. We'll see. Um, but this is supposed to premiere, I believe, in the summer as well. So, there you go. General Manager of Baby anime adds five cast members. Uh, the anime will premiere on NHK on March 28th. Um, so this is a spring show. The manga centers on, I think it's like a short show. Um, the manga centers on Takeda, a 47-year-old general manager of a company who one day is turned into a baby uh, despite his mental age staying the same. The story centers on the antics of him and his subordinates taking care of him at the office. Yeah, that's kind of that's that might be kind of funny. We'll see. How a Realist Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom anime cast Kazuyuki Okitsu. Um, this anime is another fucking, looks like an isekai thing. Uh, yeah, Oh Hero with that cliched line, Kazuya Soma found himself summoned to another world, and his adventure did not begin 
After he presents his plan to strengthen the country economically and militarily, the king cedes the throne to him, and Selma finds himself saddled with ruling the nation. Yeah, moving on. I don't fucking care. I think this is spring, coming out in spring. Oh, no, July. It's another summer one. God, I don't fucking care. I'm tired. My Next Life is a Villainous. Well, this is another easy guy, but this one's actually pretty decent. I think a lot of people like this one. Season 2. And this is also coming out in summer. So, yeah, we got a lot of summer reminders today. But, yeah, My Next Life is a Villainous. All Roads Lead to Doom, Season 2. Uh, I think Danny and Nick really enjoyed this one, so they'll probably be excited that there's a second season. Encouragement of Climb, Next Summit, TV anime revealed. New anime to feature returning staff and cast. Um... The manga has inspired a television, several television anime adaptations. The first season debuted in 2013, followed by the second season in 2014. The third season premiered in July 2018. Crunchyroll streamed all three of these as they aired in Japan. And so we are getting, this is, I believe, a fourth season at Studio 8-Bit. So yeah, they just like climb mountains and shit, dude. It's pretty sick. Um, I think this is three new characters, though. I don't know if it's... Oh, no. Never mind. Okay. No, they're, they're, they're previous characters. All right. So, yeah, there you go. Speaking of sequels, four seasons, Data Live 4, anime unveils teaser, 10th anniversary voice video, the official website for Data Live 4. Television anime series began streaming a teaser promotional video for the anime on Friday. The site also unveiled a voice video featuring Marina Inoue as Toka Yatogami, as well as a new illustration by Sinako to launch the franchise's 10th anniversary celebration. Um, I love Data Live. I, I'm a big fan. I have not seen season three yet. It it's it's pretty much your it, it's it's a, it's a waifu anime. It's a battle waifu anime, and um, it, it started as a light novel series in 2011, and I, I happen to enjoy it because it's one of those shows where it's like you watch it and you're just like, okay, this person's my waifu. You know what I mean? It's 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 a waifu, it's a waifu show, and it's a battle waifu show. You know they. They transform with these into these cool outfits with with swords and guns and shit, and it's really cool. Everyone everyone has their own unique kind of power, and I love it. I love it very much. Kurumi Tokisaki is best girl. Uh, Toka Yatsugami is also best girl. I don't know. They're all they're all best girl. I love best girls. Every girl is best girl in the show. Okay, fuck you. But no, it's it's cool because like like every season, you know, there's like an enemy character and. Then, then they fight, you know, Toka fights them, and they, they kind of become good. And the main guy character, it's like a harem battle waifu anime. You know, the main guy character has to go on a date with them to kind of check out their power or some shit. And then later they get added to the cast, and then they be, they all unite together, and waifu power unites, you know what I mean? I love it. It's really cool. It's just, you know, haru, harem battle waifu smut. It's great. Pompo, the cinephile anime film's trailer previews virtual singer Cap's song. I was really excited about this movie, and here we're getting a reminder of it. The film was slated to open in 2020, but was delayed once before to a March 19, 2021 opening. Uh, various circumstances then delayed it again to June 4th due to Shimona virus. So, um, uh, operating out of the movie capital, Nyaliwood. Pompo has been shooting one B-grade entertainment flick after another that anyone would enjoy. One day, Pompo's movie buff assistant, Gene, spots a new script written by Pompo and is moved by its exquisite story. In a fit of passion, he proclaims, I want to see this as a finished work in theaters as soon as possible. However, Pompo tells him, so you shoot this film. Thus, Gene takes on his first directing gig, 
Meanwhile, Natalie, an ordinary girl who just arrived in town with movie actress dreams, has been discovered by Pompo. Um, uh, yeah. Joel Davidovich Pompo Pomponet, a movie producer who is the granddaughter of the legendary producer J.D. Peterson. Um, let's uh, Google that real quick. J.D. Peterson. I don't think that's a real guy, is it? I don't know. Uh, anyway, and then we have... Um, Natalie Woodward, the girl who comes through town. She looks like a little, a little twin tail girl. Uh, the character designs are just super fun, cute, man. Really cute. Uh, I'm excited. This movie looks really fun, and it, it, you know, it's about movies. You know, it's a movie about movies, and it's an anime movie about movies, nonetheless. So that could be sweet. Scarlet Nexus game gets anime by Sunrise this summer. Um, I heard this game was pretty sweet. They just came out with a new character uh, named Kasane. So, yeah. Solar calendar year 2020, grotesque organisms called Others have begun eating people. To take down this new enemy, the other suppression forces formed. Saved by his elite team as a child psychokinetic, Yuito withstands the train to enlist. On the other hand, prodigy Kasane was scouted for her abilities, but Kasane's dream tells her strange things, dragging the two into an unavoidable fate. So, yeah, dude, that's exciting. Uh, we're getting an anime. So if you haven't played the game or don't want to play the, the the game, there's this anime coming out summer 2021, so this summer. More summer hype for you. Um, but Detective Anime gets new episodes after April 3rd, after 10-month break. Yeah, this is like an ongoing like short anime, I think, called But Detective. Um, if you guys remember that adult cartoon show that we got here in Adult Swim called Assy McGee, where he was like a detective with like a, he was like a cop or something. This is basically that, but in anime form. Every other character is an animal face Johnson, but this guy's a butt face Johnson, and it's hilarious. Um, that's like a Nick show right there. SD Gundam World Heroes anime reveals cast app opening theme April eighth premiere. So here's some spring hype for you. If you've never watched an SD Gundam show before, they they SD Gundam shows are are CG animated shows about. SD Gundams, and SD means super deformed, so they're short, chibi Gundams. Um, and, you know, they're meant to kind of be aimed more towards kids, you know, kids action show, kids hero show, you know. Um, really corny, really cheesy. Obviously, you know, they, they, they get more advanced as the series goes on. Oh, we got a new form, combine, super combine, ultra, mega, whatever, you know. Um, they're, so, you know, they're whatever. Uh, but they're they're really fun if you like Gundams, and honestly, the models for these are fucking cool, so amazing. the The hero Gundam in this new one is called the Goku Impulse Gundam, and it's basically like a Son Goku, like Monkey King, Gundam. Really fucking cool. So yeah, if you're a fan of Gundam, you know, it, it, check out a few episodes. They're pretty fun. Um, full fourteenth. Manga Taisho Awards points revealed. The executive committee for the 14th Manga Taisho Awards announced the full points breakdown for the awards on Tuesday during the award ceremony. Weekly Shonen Sunday had revealed on Monday that Kanahito Yamada and Tsukasa Abe's Freiren Beyond Journey's End manga won this year's award. Um, for the immortal elf Freiren, the adventures are over. Now, now a new adventure begins, figuring out what to do for the rest of her life. Um, so the way that these awards work is by points. Um, and 
the editors of the manga publishers themselves are the ones giving out the points. So they give a point system and then whoever has the most wins. Um, previous winners are in 2020, it was the blue period by Tsubasa Yamaguchi. 2019 was Astro Lost in Space by Kenta Shinohara. 2018 was Beastars by Paru Itagaki. Um, Golden Comedy won in 2016. You know, uh, unlike many other manga prizes that are chosen. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got that already. All right. I read that. So here are the final results starting from the winner down, going down. So starting with one from the most points going down. Um, Freerun Beyond Journey's End. So we, we knew that was the winner. With 91 points. 67 points in second place was Chichiku no Undo ni Suite. 67 points. 64 points. Karaoke, karaoke Iko by Yama 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 Wayama. Uh, Mizawa Umi ni Mukata Nagereru uh, by Reto Tajima, 60 points. Oshinoko by Aka Akasaka and Mango Yokiyari, 49 points. Kaiju number 8 by Nayo, Na- Naoya Matsumoto, 58 points. Um, Ona no Sono no Hoshi by Yama Wayama, 57 points. So they're on there twice. That's pretty good. BL Metamorphosis by Kaori Suratani, 48 points. Kowloon Generic Romance, Jun Mayuzuki, 46 points. And in last place, Spy X Family, Tatsuya Endo, 38 points. So there you go. Um, Let's move that to the, the end there. Exclusive, Ablaze licenses the Breaker Manwa, releases first Omnibus volume on June 30th. Um, I've heard that this manhwa is fucking wild. Um, uh, they were talking about it in Project Manga a lot. I think they did like a special one-shots episode of it. Um, the breaker, timid high school student Si Woon, finds himself in over his head as he becomes the disciple of Chun Wu Han, a martial arts master who is hiding from a powerful secret society. In order to evade the powerful martial arts clan union that is hunting him for killing one of their masters, Chun Wu is placed in hiding as a substitute teacher at Sai Wun's high school and soon finds himself agreeing to train the young man, who is a constant victim of bullying. Things take a dangerous turn and often humorous turn as Sai Wun's lack of athletic abilities and current problems are compounded by being brought into the world of Chun Wu and the secret underbelly of martial arts society. So yeah, man, that's it's really cool. It's some, some crazy fight scenes. Excited. Um... Live-action video project Gundam Build Real debuts on March 29th. The project will feature actual real-life Gunpla model kits. Currently, the two announced kits that will appear in the video are a real-grade RX-78-2 kit and a real-grade MS-06-06S Sharzaku-2 kit. Um, began streaming a new, Sunrise began streaming a new video for the planned live-action video project for the Gundam Build franchise, revealing its title as Gundam Build Real, as well as its YouTube debut date of March 29th. So yeah, it's like a live-action version of Gundam Build, the Gundam Build series. That could be pretty cool. Uh, Mie Ruko-chan horror comedy manga gets TV anime this year. Um, it'll premiere sometime this year. It doesn't say what season. Um, but it's a horror comedy, apparently. And uh, the manga, based on the manga and the synopsis is, one day, Miko suddenly started seeing grotesque beings that others couldn't. Her response was not to run, not to face them, but to do everything she can to completely ignore them. Can she keep a straight face and continue her day-to-day life while surround- <laughs> surrounded by horrifying monsters? Um, 
yeah, I don't know why she chooses to do that, but uh, it's kind of hilarious. As these things are haunting her, she's just, like, on her phone, like, trying to walk home from school or something. It looks kind of hilarious. Kung Fu Tea. There's a company, okay? There's a U.S. bubble tea company called Kung Fu Tea. And I say U.S. company because this is going to be a thing in in the U.S. and not in Japan. And that's why I'm talking about it because normally these kind of collabs happen in Japan. Um, But U.S. bubble tea brand Kung Fu Tea will be serving three limited edition drinks inspired by fruits baskets uh, characters starting from April 1st. Yuki's Noble Taro Slush, uh, Toru's Strawberry Blush Slush, and Kyo's Mango Mango, Mango Madness. Customers will also be able to get a limited edition Fruits Basket sticker when they purchase the above drinks while supplies last. Um, in in preparation for the final season streaming this spring. In addition, customers of any Kung Fu Tea drink purchased between March 15th and May 9th will get a free one-month Funimation Premium Plus membership. Customers simply need to purchase a drink and scan the QR code on the co-branded lids. The offer is redeemable only in the United States. So yeah, there you go. That's really sweet. I don't know if there is a Kung Fu Tea in my area, but if there's one in your area, very easy way to get a delicious drink, probably, and get a free month of Funimation. So why the fuck not? Um... Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro anime promo reveals April 10th premiere. Um, this is another one of those uh, horny girl anime things, horny lady anime. Um, it's The girl kind of looks like a dark-haired girl, a dark-haired, long-haired, dark, long-haired version of Uzaki-chan and more horny, whereas Uzaki-chan is not that horny. This girl looks super horny. Mischievous Nagatoro-san always bugs Senpai to get a reaction out of him. What is her motivation? Does she just want to create misery for Senpai, or does she secretly like him? So it's like Takagi-san, kind of, I guess. Um, I don't know what makes her different than, you know, Uzaki-chan or Takagi-san, but uh, for those of you who like that stuff, there you go. Netflix's live-action Cowboy Bebop show finishes filming first season. That's right, y'all. Daniela Pineda. Pictured right revealed on Instagram on Wednesday that Netflix's live-action adaptation of Sunrise Cowboy Bebop anime has finished filming the first season. Pineda plays Faye Valentine in the new series. Um, it's going to be wild, man. It's going to be wild. I'm excited for this. Um, obviously, uh, a lot of people aren't. You know, I I get it. I get it. But, you know, you never know. I, I, I want to see a trailer first before I give any first you know first small impression you know so we'll see um let's make a mug two tv anime premieres in april this is another cute girls doing cute things in a club and this is a, a um a clay 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 uh, pottery club so you know like the they have like the little spin spinny thing that you, you you spin with the pedal and you make like a vase or a mug or whatever it's it's like that and actually the animation looks really nice <laughs> And the girls are they the girls look pretty, they look really cute. So that could be really cool. Um th- we talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's supposed to pr- promote um uh part of Japan. So yeah. Japan to end state of emergency in Tokyo area as planned on March twenty first. Japan's Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga confirmed on Thursday that the government will lift the state of emergency in four prefectures in Tokyo area, including Tokyo, Kanagawa, Chiba, and Saitama. On March 21st as planned. So yeah, there you go. 
That's good news, I hope. Um, here's the last piece, and, and not, it's not because, like, it's a huge piece, but just because, like, it has to do with LGBTQ stuff, so. Um, I'm in love with the villainous author response to alterations in English language release. So, apparently, there's this light novel called I'm in Love with the Villainous. Um, and there was content that got omitted when it went from, you know, Japanese to English. Um, and the um, so basically, the story's protagonist, uh, Ray, um, is in love with the uh, a girl named Claire. Um, and the omitted content from the novel in the English version, the stuff that was omitted, was a part in which um, an inner dialogue happens with Ray, and she says she begins reflecting on her actions pertaining to Claire, her female love interest. She compares her over-enthusiasm with overstepping boundaries and how gay entertainers are represented on Japanese television. The reference is cultural as there are specific comedic stereotypes that are intentionally played up by gay entertainers on Japanese television programs, and members of Japanese LGBTQ plus community have been critical of these portrayals and how they may perpetuate homophobia. Um, Ray reflects on how she might also be perpetuating these ideas as a defense mechanism so she can be accepted and posits that gay entertainers on television are making the same decision. So the reason why that's important is because, like, and I guess a lot of fans, English fans, were like, why did you take this out, you know? And so there was an update to this article today that said where Seven Seas Entertainment, the people who, the English uh, company who publishes these light novels here in America, or in North America, they said, thank you for bringing this to our attention. Those portions of the text were removed during the editorial process at the time, but we have since changed how we edit these books to make sure important lines are not lost. We'll be revising the ebook within the next few weeks to add to add the cut portions back into the book, and the revision will also be reflected in all future printings of the paperback. And so the reason why that's important is because, like, and I don't know, I can't really speak for Japan's LGBTQ community because I'm not LGBTQ in Japan. I'm LGBTQ in North America, so... Um, but like, I kind of understand that, like there's, there's certain ways that like LGBTQ people are portrayed on television where it's kind of like these stereotypes that are lame as fuck. You know what I mean? Some of it is like, even though some of it may be true or not, it doesn't matter. It's like, if you're portraying LGBTQ people only this way, then some of those negative stereotypes, I mean, not all the stereotypes are negative, but like, because they're stereotypes, it's negative in a sense, and it's kind of just like it. It, it perpetuates this idea of like, uh, like okay, all gay men, right, are all super flamboyant and loud and extroverted, and uh, are they always talk like this and things like that? You know what I mean? And it kind of like, you know, when you when you hear people being homophobic or making homophobic jokes, they're emulating that kind of like speech you know what I mean they're emulating that mannerism and you know for gay men who talk like that it's not a negative but like for them own for gay men to only be portrayed that way when there's so many like different kind of mannerisms that like 
we're not like LGBTQ people are not fucking aliens. You know what I mean? Like we portray ourselves just as anybody else does, whether you're straight or cisgendered or whatever the fuck. Okay. Like there's so many different kinds of gay men. There's manly gay men. There's, there's femme gay men. There are gay men who like to, you know, be super buff. There are gay men who like to, you know, do a lot of cardio. So they have a slim figure. There are gay men who like to dress in dresses. There are gay men who like to dress in high fa- high male fashion, like peak male high fashion. There are gay men who like to look like fucking Paul Bunyan. You know what I mean? Like, same thing with any other LGBTQ person. You know, there are non-binary people who present as femme. There are non-binary people who present as masculine. There are non-binary people who present as androgynous. You know, we don't owe you a certain type of mannerism. We, You know what I mean? Like certain like it's so it's really it it can be kind of negative to only see lgbtq characters as one way and i think that's what they're talking about in japan because from this article it seems like there was also japanese fans who are kind of like they liked this critique of it in this story and then it got omitted in the english release and they're kind of like why would you take that out like we you know like we have we have that issue here in japan where gay entertainers are like they're playing up the fact that they're gay and that because they're gay they have to entertain this way and that's you know what I mean like that's lame and that's I say that for 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 cis people cisgendered and hetero people too nobody wants to be put in a box you know oh that guy is a straight cisgendered man he must be super manly and whatever and not have emotion and Nah, dude, that's a that's like that guy's got feelings. He doesn't owe you masculine traits or masculine emotions. You know what I mean? He can dress however he wants and presents however he wants. I say that for anybody. And really, the the only fact I'm bringing up that it's an LGBTQ problem is because, like I said, if you watch movies, you know, from like 2000 to 2000 and you know 10, like there's always like in those rom coms like. Why does the main character, like lady, the the late the lead female role? Why does she always have like a gay best friend who's like a man and who's always really feminine and always like, oh girl, you know what I mean? Like why does why does the gay man character always have to be that? You know, it's lame. You're putting us in a box. We don't want to be in a box, yo. We don't want to be in a box. That's all I'm saying. So that omitted content, it kind of sucks because the kid, the main character is critiquing that. The main character is having a self-reflection of that. She's like, am I perpetuating the stereotype by doing the things I'm doing to impress Claire? And I think that's really cool. I think it's cool that the author had written that, you know what I mean, as a critique. And I don't know if the author is LGBTQ herself, but, you know, she's commenting on it in her story. And I think that's really cool. So it kind of sucks that that Seven Seas Entertainment thought to take that out you know maybe there was a different reason why they took it out i don't know but i don't know it kind of seems weird to me that in a gay story you would take out something that is a critique on gay entertainment you know what i mean so i don't know but i thought that was an interesting piece i thought i'd share that with y'all because i'm lgbtq and i thought hey you know let me give my let me give my my two dimes on this or whatever but anyway thank you guys for listening every week i really appreciate it you know i love you guys so much thank you thank you thank you i love you um, for supporting and listening every week. Really appreciate it. So, um, if you want to hear more other types of news, please let me know. 
you know, anytime that I feel like, if you feel like I'm not covering something or covering a certain subject on the newscast or even the podcast, please let us know and I will do my best to find it and cover it for you, okay? So, that being said, I've been Sam and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast.